Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast. Where's the comic book problem? Shake the shit out of it. I watched Christine last night and was boggled at my parents allowing me to watch that ch- that movie as young as a child as I was. Like, just should not have watched that movie as a kid. Like, no, I'm still blown away. My dad let me watch Stripes as many times as I did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's another one of them. You're like, oh, like you watch. Like, it's also one of those movies where like you watch just so often on like TV or like there's a bunch of those movies like I watched on TV and then when you watch it uh-huh. unedited for television, you're like, holy shit, Whoa! this is in that movie. You know what I mean? Like that that happens to be a fair amount as well. Anyway, hey and yeah. uh, welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are doing our second book in our month of shit. What's our theme? Slice uh, of life. Oh, slice life. of life books. Thank you. Life. you. Future Brian will edit that and make me not sound like such an idiot. Um, <laughs> yay, future Brian. Um, anyway, so we have a, uh, a full group plus one here today with us. We will start with our plus one. Hi, Ellen. Welcome to the party. Hi. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Okay, is that all you want to say? Number three under the bus. Oh, make sh- you what am I? Yourself? What am I supposed to say? Um, <laughs> Brian, you know, who are you? you? Should have started with one of us first. <laughs> she, <laughs> actually, to be fair, to, yeah, I was gonna say to, <laughs> to be, be fair, fair. I'm pretty sure Brian and I had a very long conversation about how I should introduce myself, and then I forgot. Well, she also oh, just so. ignored my advice as well. So you know, probably. And there's the fact I'm that sorry. Ellen is smart and doesn't listen to the podcast. So she does on occasion. I, I do on occasion. She I'm quietly saying, yeah. judges me when she does, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> well, I'm currently judging last week's episode because yes. uh, there oh, was yeah. like the love fest. We were drunk. As fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we were feeling good. <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a phone call post recording, which was pretty great, and I had to text Lena and say, "Oh my God, was it that bad?" And she was like, "No, nah, it's fine." So I'm excited to hear it um, and know if she lied to me or not. And I'm very excited about that. Um, I don't think I lied to you. They're, they very much turned into a bunch of I love you drunks on this podcast. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So Good. there you go. Yeah. Well, Fantastic. I will say the material brought it out. It did, actually. It, it, it was in theme with the book, to be fair. I will agree That's with that. Right. I will yeah. agree with that. So. But y'all were definitely saying I love you quite a bit last week. <laughs> you know, I yeah. think my finest moment of that episode, and I don't know if it's going to stay, but um, I just remember looking at the bottle of wine that I was drinking and going, how did it get so low? Yeah. Like, just completely, I got <laughs> the only one here. That part too, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh. You literally, because I love it in the video, you literally had it in the bottle in the video. <laughs> I think yeah. that was like a $50 night. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the best. Well, so we're older, but here's the best part of us having such uh, an interesting conversation about getting drunk is that this book is in college. So yeah. it all ties yeah. together. All yeah. Ties together. Yeah. Speaking of someone who is tying it all together, it's Lena. Hi, Lena. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, I guess. Hi. I'm Lena. 
Uh, I am not an event manager, basically. Oh, yes. Big. I I just finished my last event yesterday, so I have no more events in my future, and I am now an event sales. Exciting. Uh, Most importantly, it comes with more money, so... Everyone expects yeah. better Christmas presents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we're, very, we're excited. We're excited. Yes, we're all very excited for you. I don't have a good segue for this. Uh, so, we'll go to Todd. Hi, Todd. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wonderful song by the Social Distortion. That's true. There you go. Hey, I'm Todd. I'm here in Utah. I uh, point at people and tell them no. That's yep. basically my day job. Yeah. So. Here's the thing with the way you describe that, you could easily be like a preschool teacher, and no one would know. Well, I was going to say, I feel, feel like, that way. <laughs> I feel like that's your day job. You point at people and tell them no, and then you come home and you point at your child and tell her no. And then she no, tells she you, could be your all the time no. job. Yeah. <laughs> sure. know, yeah. okay. that's, true. that's true. That's <laughs> true. I'm like, you want to do this? No. She walks up, and it's everything's a no. A yes is a no. A no is a no. A no is I'm thinking about it, but still a no. So everything's Amazing. no. And then she'll come do it. And you're like, all right. Get her saying so, no. Yeah. No. That's right. So, yeah, here in Utah with Adam. I haven't seen that guy face-to-face since March. Well, like I said, when we successfully moved to TV, which is very excited now because it's been playing PS5 games for two months. <laughs> when this Ooh. comes out. When this comes out, yeah. Yes. Hey, that's all I have. More than Ellen, less than Lena. Okay. <laughs> so, now the competition goes to Mr. Adam. Do you have more to say than all of us? Hey, y'all. How you doing? <laughs> uh, no, hey, so, <laughs> what's up? This is Adam. And- how much of that did I edit for Adam to keep his job? The world will never know. <laughs> Nobody knows where I work on it. Actually, so I met my boss uh, for the first time like two, almost two years ago at a training. And he wasn't my boss then, but we were introducing ourselves. And I mentioned I'm a podcaster on a really popular comic book podcast. He's like, oh, what's it called? And so I told him. And he still remembers me from the day we met and the name of my podcast. But I don't think he's come here to listen to it yet. So if he has, okay. hi, Jason. I love you. Um, <laughs> Please don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he wouldn't. He would. He would scold me and make me feel like I'm. He'd make me feel guilty. But yeah, yeah. Um, up here in Salt Lake City with Todd. You know, we haven't seen each other for a while, and that actually makes me sad because this is the first year in 15 years I will have Thanksgiving off. So I might yeah. actually be doing a real Thanksgiving as opposed to a friendsgiving. But it's like I don't know who who I would invite over because no one's really doing that. So I, it might be a kind of a small Thanksgiving this year. So. Amy and I booked a room at Snowbird. Ooh, that sounds fun. Okay. Yeah, Are you taking the doing. kid with you? Yes. Oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> so they're leaving her at home. She's going to cook her own dinner. They have a lot of family around. The baby <laughs> could go a lot of places. You're going to be in your own hotel room and with Amy, and she's going to come bang on the door and go, No! <laughs> no! 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 No, I don't want a sibling! <laughs> Well, that we, we need some more Asian twins for that. So, uh, but yeah, right. I'm here doing my own thing uh, as we record this. It's November, right before I turn forty. I know I'm in a different like age bracket as far as advertisers are concerned. Uh, and you are no longer interesting to advertisers. I, I'm past my uh, my fuckable date. If you go go <laughs> Google unfuckable date, uh, when do you start getting your AARP mail? <laughs> 
<laughs> Actually, I've gotten some, and I was pissed. What? I actually saw them pop up on I saw ARP ads pop up on Facebook right next to the Viagra ads, and I'm like, I, yes. I don't have. <laughs> I don't need either one of those anymore. I'm paying thousands of dollars for therapy, so wow. that's taking care of that issue. Uh, but no, up here in Salt Lake, uh, preparing for as this time Black Friday madness, which has now been spread across more than one day, and uh, yeah, enjoying my my nice little beverage right here out of a. Uh, a shaker bottle that's meant for diet drinks. So like you know, uh-huh. protein smoothies and stuff. But. I need to send you my my protein Dude's. shaker bottle from a, a gay bar in West Hollywood called High Oh, Hops. I want that. Is the little ball inside like a little dick? It doesn't have a little ball in it though. Like it's, it's just like the like but I'm sure you could find one. I'm sure there is a bridal party, you know, like a bridal Wish. shower. Yeah, shop that specializes in sports drink bottles with penises in them or something. It's, it's got to be a thing. So. Or you just put a real penis in it. I mean, that's sure, however sure you want to throw your drinks is, is up to you, sir. It's called foreplay. Okay. I mean, I would think that the alcohol would burn, but, you know, whatever. Like, it's clean, you know. It, sa- it sanitizes it in the, in the age of COVID, so it makes <laughs> oh. for safe hookups. Right. Oh, okay. Good to know. As Ellen takes a deeper and deeper drink as she <laughs> She's starts like, to experience this. She's like, oh, this is all the shit that gets edited out. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, if you ever do listen to a lot of the episodes, which I, I now do, just to save my Out of safety's sake. <laughs> I, I have someone that listens to it now, and I need to know what the fuck I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I realize how many times... Now that we record with video, that Brian and Adam have been like, Lita, stop shaking your head at me. <laughs> like, I know, I'm sorry. Lita's sitting here and she's like, oh my God, I just fucking told you to stop. And we went on this like diatribe for 20 minutes, which Brian cut all of the conversation out except for when, when Adam goes, See, and Elena just said, get back to work. And we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about whiskey or whatever. And I'm like, we'll talk about it. He, like, he cut out the entire conversation except for Adam calling me out, being like. Uh, that's the problem with letting Brian edit the podcast. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. If anybody else wants to do it, you can all volunteer. Anyway. I have offered to, but I know it would blow your head off. Because while I'm better at, I am getting, I am actually decent at editing. I know you, as the the sound professional, would lose your goddamn mind. So, I mean, I think it's me, the control freak, would lose my goddamn mind. I, I was can... gonna say, I have, I have a lot of sound editing skills, and Brian still wouldn't let me do it. It's, it's a control thing, not a talent thing. And at least I can admit to that. Like, I'm fine with it. Also, I have a feeling that a lot of my bad habits are gonna be outed now because Ellen is on the show today. So I'm, I'm going, ooh, 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 I'm excited for this. <laughs> what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, speaking of bad habits, hey, I'm Brian. I'm uh, an audio person in. California as of the time of us recording it. However, as time of recording, I am two weeks away from finishing my thesis and graduating with my master's. And if Lena can get her way, I will be one of her coworkers here. Oh my God. I have been bothering that. I know. I appreciate it so much. (laughs) And what's funny is the girl from HR, her name is Elena too. So I'm Uh like, Elena, what the hell's going on? She's like, I'm following up with Luke today. I'm going to find out what's happening. I was like, you guys keep telling us to refer people, and then I refer someone, and then it's just like, look, something shiny. Yeah. It's like, come on, y'all. 
Uh, okay, so yeah, we are reading Giant Days this week. Yes. Lena is very excited because I recommended this to her quite a while ago, and she actually took my recommendation and read this book and uh, knowingly loves it. Uh, but, Mr. Adam, do you have a cocktail for this week? Oh, yeah, this one is called Black Market Cough Syrup. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very apropos. I like it. It was, I love yeah. It. Uh, so you're going to uh, make purple sugar by mixing a small amount of blue curacao with grenadine, sprinkle the sugar in, mix it around until it dries. Then you're going to take a uh, martini glass that's chilled, rim it, dip it in the purple sugar, and then in an ice-filled shaker, you add two ounces of vodka, one half ounce of blue curacao, one half ounce of grenadine, three ounces of lemonade. Uh, you shake the shit out, of it, shit out of it, and then you strain it into the rimmed martini glass. Sounds really good. It sounds very tiki, actually, which is kind of. I was trying to find a different drink. Uh, I was trying to think of what the, you know. I know how to make it, but I couldn't remember what the name of it was. So I wanted to look for it, and this I stumbled across this one. So. Nice. Yeah, sounds interesting. I'm gonna have to try that out. I really there's a, a, a tiki bar I recently saw that's near Ellen's place, and I really want to go, but you know, we're in the time of the world being shut down and can't. And really. What's the point in sitting on a patio at a tiki bar? Like you have to hang out in a dark room with like yes. weird weird music to hang out. Right, at a tiki we could bar. just make festive drinks and get drunk on my patio if you want to do that. I know exactly, you but you know. So if anyway, Mark and I did did venture out into the world to have a uh, to brunch the other week. It was actually a place had a patio. Literally the only people on it, so we felt pretty good about that. And did I send you guys the? I sent the picture of the drink with the rose in it, right? Yes. So it was called the, um, oh shit, the bourbon and the beast. And it comes out in this little thing, like the, the thing that holds the rose in beauty and the beast filled with smoke. And when they take it off, the smoke pours out because they actually had lit, uh, lavender, um, uh, on fire to make it smoke up. And mm-hmm. these little lights are going off and everything. So those individual drinks cost more than our lunch combined. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was our pre civil war celebration. So. Nice. Uh, okay, so we will jump into drinking game <laughs> rules. But I see Lena bouncing back and forth inside the frame, so I know she's ready with her drinking game rule. So, okay, Lena, what's your drinking game rule? Drama! <laughs> oh, see, that was an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> Every time now, this should not be... Please, small sips. <laughs> this is three girls in their first year of university in England, so please, small sips. But Every time there is unintentional drama, take a drink. Okay. Mr. Todd. Esther's corner. Every time you look at and you realize Esther is talking out of the corner of her mouth, you should take a drink. Oh, wow. Okay. I hadn't noticed that one before. Uh, Let's do it. No, I'm sure it is. Uh, Mr. Um, Adam. Really? Forgot my name already? No, I was reading the name of the character I wanted to base my drinking oh. game off of. And I, call and you. I have, yeah. CD. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't, no, and, and you're no longer adjacent, so. Yeah. I know, I feel different. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> uh, no, so mine is called uh, The Foley Artist, so every time there's a sound effect, they actually print the name of. Take okay. I didn't say it was a nice one. The Ron Swanson is the name of my rule. Every time you see the character, uh, Graham McGraw, who has the awesome mustache and is good at crafts and building things, take a drink. Uh, Ellen, did you have to come up with one? You want me to skip past you? 
No, I don't think I have a good one. I was trying to do one based off of her badass boots, but I can't figure one out. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> oh, oh, there it is. All right. <laughs> badass boots she's wearing because they're my favorite thing and I want to own them in real life and they have dinosaurs on them. That's true. <laughs> true. Uh, cool. Well, so, yeah, the basic gist of this book is it's three girls who are friends with uh, friends with each other basically because of the random allotment of people being assigned certain places on campus to live, uh, which is basically how... I know nothing about. (laughs) I know, which is how, like, I'm basically friends with a lot of people, including, you know, Jason and uh, uh, Christopher. I mean, Todd I knew beforehand. Adam... Yeah, I I grew on you. You did grow on me, like a fungus. Um, Yeah. I (laughs) I always go with cancer. What? Do when you like cancer. <laughs> cancer. Oh, sorry. That oh, went darker than I was expecting. There, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was being all positive and shit, and Adam took it to a dark place. Dark he was talking place. about a fungus. Like you get a fungus <laughs> in a bad place, a, a dark, I never warm, said moist Todd place. Was a bad you don't thing want. to have. I would never go to a doctor to get Todd removed. Oh, yeah. you go to a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I am one. <laughs> Well, anyway, it was, it was just, it was just too good. It was just too good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lena, since I know how much you love this book, uh, what, well, let's have you start out the conversation. What, uh, yeah. Rereading it, what were your thoughts? What do you love? Um, it's just, a, it's so the, so you talk about how these three girls become friends, like really good friends because they, we're just like randomly thrown on the same hall. Yeah. And the first hey, page, What book are we reading? I don't think we said oh, that. Giant Days. Didn't I say oh, Giant, Giant Days? Yeah, he said Giant Days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by, sure. Written by John um, Allison. And uh, depending on which issues, but I think everything we're reading is illustrated by Lisa Tremaine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's another, uh, a guy named Max Saren takes over at a yeah. certain point in time later in the run, but that's... Um, but on the first page of volume one is it says, do you think that if we hadn't been given rooms next to each other, we'd end up being friends? All I think about is meeting Christopher and Tyler um, and Jason on the first like weekend in CSA and um, how our whole friendship was totally based on the fact that the four of us were just thrown in the same place and we all just had each other for the first few years. Now, given Christopher and I were the same major and everything, but, I think that's why I liked this was it made me like go right back to the fun part of college. Like forget the classes, like fuck classes, who cares? <laughs> but all the parts about like when people talk about going to college, when you talk, like when my mother was like, Oh, you're going to go to art school and you're not going to have like the real like college experience. And I'm like, well, fun art fact. School, I went, really? <laughs> I went to four different colleges and the most college experience I had was at NCSA. <laughs> so like the beautiful thing about going to an art school though is that everyone's fucking weird. So it's yeah. so much fun because so everyone's fun. weird. But I um I just the there's the three of them are so different. Um and it's it's Esther, Susan and um Oh, God, why can't I remember her name? Uh, Daisy. Daisy. Oh, I love Daisy so much. Yes. <laughs> Daisy gets a little crazy. Although, here's the... The whole reason that I fell in love with Giant Days is I, 
um, I couldn't stop reading it. So as soon as I finished with volume one and I actually bought the, the book back when, when Brian had, had told me about it, I actually went on comiXology that day as soon as I finished reading it and then read the next like four volumes <laughs> because I want to know what happened. I wanted mm-hmm. to see like what was going on with, with all the characters and with everybody, because it does feel like I know someone that's like this, mm-hmm. like Esther being this, like she just attracts drama and I have friends, not in college, <laughs> but definitely in high school that no matter what they did, they just it was always something. There was always something going on around them. There was always some kind of drama and, so it was more nostalgic reading this than anything else. Um, I identify a little bit too much with Susan. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. I mean, I feel like, well, Brian, you knew me in, in when we first got to college. What yeah. do you think? Because <laughs> I feel like I was definitely not Esther. But maybe a little Daisy. Maybe definitely a little bit of Susan. I've always been very loud and confrontational and... Um, thank God the guy what, you? now is really? okay with that. Shut the fuck up. And so <laughs> I just, I really liked it. I like the fact that, um, and I think it's in this one and, and please tell me if, I, if I'm like skipping ahead to other volumes. Cause I, I read, I reread this and then I. You did the same thing. You reread read, the first four. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I just kept reading. Yeah. Um, but I love when she, yeah, it's here. When she, ta- when Susan takes the picture of McGraw. And then throws it on the feminist paper. Yeah. And then it's all these like 12 year old girls that are like, oh my God, look at this. And he's like, I've got girls just like yelling at me everywhere. And, <laughs> and the picture, like the picture she took of him just like clutching like two, two by fours. Or yeah. It's just like hilarious. Um, so it's, uh, it, and, or the, the part with the guys who start the, like, it's basically like hot or not. Yeah for the campus, um, which we had back in the day. And, um, I remember and that. And Esther, instead of like, or I think it was, I don't know if it was Esther or Daisy. I think Esther gets up on it. Yeah. She yeah. like, no, Esther ends up on it, but I can't remember if it was Esther or Daisy that figured out their roommate who like cleaned up everything. And oh no, no, no. That was, it was, uh, it was, uh, not Esther. Uh, it, the other one, the one you're not, Susan is the one who figures out who it is. Cause she's like, was it Susan? Yeah. Cause she's the one who digs through the trash and realizes that someone has to be cleaning the place up. Because you're she right. You're right, you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so but she like I, bonds with the poor bastard who was living with these Neanderthals and, and calls their, their mothers yeah. and grandmothers yeah. and everything on them. And I was like, I love this. Like, <laughs> this is like, this is conniving to the point of like, they go to talk to the Dean and the Dean's like misogynistic. So go figure. Um, but it's so good and it's so funny. And, um, I just, I just totally, uh, love it in, in so, so many ways. So, uh, but I read, I kept reading into volume two because I wanted to see, um, how everything went. And I did like at one point they even talk about like, uh, I think Susan even brings it up where she's like, we're totally failing the Bechdel test right now. Could we just do, like yeah. not right now? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I appreciated the fact that they're like, we don't know girl, college girls always talk about boys. Can we mm-hmm. like move on from this for a minute and <laughs> talk about something else? Um, <laughs> but it just, it, it, it really does feel like 
you're back and like whether you're a guy or you're a girl or whatever because the guys written in this aren't i mean except for the ones that are total douchebags who look like they're from like a they're a villain in an 80s movie yeah yeah um they look like well they look like bradley whitford from revenge of the nerds too is really bradley whitford I, from revenge of the nerds too yeah of course he is i why, why did i question that <laughs> i mean <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds 2 is when they had the, like, summer break, and he was the one that always had the, like, sweater tied around his shoulders because he was super cool. But this, I liked it. I, the, them getting sick and the, her, like, <laughs> Esther, Esther's always just looks like a vampire in every, mm-hmm. every panel. And, <laughs> um... Or, and she and she and her like little Victorian outfit that she goes and she mm-hmm. ends up in someone else's room and she's like they made me feel so much better and they're like you showed up and crashed our wine and cheese party mm-hmm. <laughs> passed out and everything we just <laughs> put, <laughs> we put coats on you like that we yeah, didn't we do just anything. put coats on you well, yeah. yeah so like that kind of stuff it's just it, it it's just brought me back to the like goofy shit that happened when when you're like eighteen and nineteen and and you know. Yeah. Still processing. Still processing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Well, so Adam, how did uh, how'd you feel about this book? My college experience was interesting because I didn't really have that kind of group of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I actually had a, a, some friends, a friend, uh, my friend Kat, who I, not the cat you all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is back when I was pretending to be straight and we dated for a year. And by dating, it was like Christian dating where like we didn't even hold hands. We're just like, hee hee. Uh, and then, so there was no Mormon docking. No, there was no. There was no. Like the worst thing we ever did was we didn't know the movie Scary Movie was going to be as bad as it was, and so we thought, oh, we'll go see this fun movie. And then we walked out like, what the fuck did we just watch? Am I going to hell now? Uh, yes, yes, you are because you watch Scary Movie. But that's for a different reason. I'm going yeah. to hell. Yeah. Uh, and and later on, actually, I came out. You know, Durs gay. She came out as bi, and then she and her husband before she passed away. Uh, they were both uh, ministers for a gay church, an LGBT positive church they started. So oh, that's cool. So that was yeah. kind of like the one really positive thing that that came out of uh, of college. But I didn't really have that kind of experience. So for me, it was interesting because the experience I've had with those kind of people were my buddies Justin and Joey, who I went to high school with. And during this time, we were out causing misadventures and doing you know stupid things in my hometown. So it was it was cool to read that because it was kind of like it was it was bittersweet because I really would have liked to have had that kind of college experience and mm-hmm. I didn't get to which yeah, it is what it is and you know I'm glad I did have what I had but one thing I really really enjoyed about this was you know a lot of stories about girls that are best friends or girls that are have an inner circle kind of thing always kind of ends up being that it kind of finds a way to make them catty bitches towards each other mm-hmm. or set them against each other or they fight over a boy or a girl or whatever the case is. And it's not always bad. Like, you know, the movie, the craft as campy as it is. We all love that. And everyone's excited for the, the reboot they kind of did, but you're still having girls being bitchy. I mean, everyone loves mean girls, girls being bitchy towards each other. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of fun to be like, you know, like, no, fuck everyone else. You know, this, you know, we, we failed the best Bechdel test enough. So let's get on with our lives and focus on what's important. Just being ourselves, being friends and yes, going out and getting fucked up and taking drugs on our 18th birthday. Which I think everyone should do because there's a time and a place for everything, and it's called college. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and also just dealing with the way they, they kind of dealt with some of their sexuality. Uh, what's uh, what's the one girl's name? The one with the frizzy hair? 
Daisy. Daisy. Yeah, just my spirit her, animal. I love Daisy. Yeah. Her her kind of figuring out like, hey, I think I like girls. And yeah. Because she has a crush on someone, unrequited love kind of thing. It was also cool when the, when the girl turns her down. She's like, hey, oh, hey, I kind of like you just as a friend. I just wanted to be there for your birthday. You didn't have the whole like, well, let me persuade you why I should, yeah, you know, do this. So it, it really does reflect kind of the stereotypical college lifestyle we see in like a lot of media. But at the same time, it does it the right way as far as, yes, you're going to go out and party and you're going to gain friends and you're going to question everything, you know, whether that's your sexuality, your major, whatever you're doing in life. But it kept it sweet in the same way, almost innocent in the sense that it wasn't people trying to look out for number one or people trying to outdo each other. It really was, hey, we're all in this together. Life's fucking weird. We're figuring things out. So, you know, it's like the Golden Girls. At least we have each other, although less bitchy. So, True. Well, and uh, Ellen and I were kind of discussing a few of those elements, especially we were talking about how it's kind of nice to have, uh, you know, a character sit there and say, I can be gay and not want to date every other person. You know what I mean? Which I think is sort of a funny thing where we're talking about the fact that my parents have a hard time dealing with the fact that my roommates are both gay, but don't date each other. And somehow that doesn't, they're like, they don't understand that. It's very strange. But anyway, so that kind of just reminded me of some of the conversations we had with uh, earlier. So Ellen, do you want to give us some of your thoughts on the book? What you just brought up. I mean, the, the idea that we have this character that comes in and she's like, yeah, I like women, but I don't like all women. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's something, maybe not our generation as much and the younger generation, definitely not. But, but for sure, our parents are like, well, it's another boy and you like boys. I don't understand. Yeah. But I feel like they also do that with like straight relationships too. They're like, here's a boy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the boy likes or who he is, but clearly you two are the same age and of baby making potential. <laughs> Have at it. And you're like, no, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> so I just really like that they, talked about that um and my i have two favorite moments the first is about the boots because i feel very seen and she's like uh (laughs) they spoke to me and i was like i've said that daily on an actual daily basis here's the thing you were texting Um, me that quote and i didn't realize you're quoting the the book until we talked about it later like it just seemed like something you you thought i was just telling you that boots were speaking to me yeah i literally was i was like oh yeah okay love a good pair of boots um (laughs) And then the other was uh, was when she was watching the video and her friend caught her. She was watching like napkin folding or something out of control. And um, I, I mean, of course, I was like, oh my God, she's watching porn. I can't wait to get to this page where we all find out what kind of porn she's watching. So I'm like page flipping and got to it and was like, oh, it's a napkin video. That's adorable. What a fun like twist. And I was like, but I identify with that so strongly. And I realized that like, I don't know. It's sort of, uh, this may be a little heady, but like, it's sort of how a lot of women are treated about anything they like. Like women have historically been told that if they like something too much, that's bad. Or it's of, of the devil, if you will. Um, I mean, women were put into insane asylums because they had too much emotion, um, or liked something too much. So I just thought it was a really interesting, like blip in that of, you know, this really like big idea of women are told not to, not to enjoy the things they enjoy, or if they enjoy them to keep them private. And I just really liked that moment where her friends were like, you're not crazy. You're not weird. So I've totally had that moment with friends where I'm like, this is this insane thing that I do. And they're like, we all do that. And it's all (laughs) fine. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's such a like quintessential 
early 20s time where people are like, you're not crazy. We all do that. It's all going to be fine. Um, And then, yeah, like the larger feminist idea of like women are told not to. Yeah, just like don't enjoy this thing out loud. Enjoy it in your home. Um, And that was just a really like safe way, I think, to explore that idea in a comic, at least for me. Yeah. You know, back in high school, one of the things I saw on a whiteboard that really stuck with me, it says, the only people you think are normal are the ones you don't know very well. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And but that as, has you know, always rang true. <laughs> I was going like, to say, oh, they like normal. Early, yeah, and as like an early 20s, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for men as it is for women, but you think you are oh, the yeah. weirdest person. No one's going to like you because you like X, Y, and Z. You're never going to find your your people, or at least that's how I felt, um, until you find your people. And then you're like, oh, no, we're all just collectively weird. That's sort of like the joy of it. <laughs> yeah. And I love that yeah. they got to be collectively weird together from like the start of their university experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I really like this book a lot. I'm definitely excited to read more of them. And steal them from me. And I'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. Well, Except you packed them in a box, so I don't know where they are. <laughs> like all but th- all but three of them are on Comicsology for free. So yeah, yeah. So and I mean nice. the other thing too is like they actually I just learned this in us prepping for this episode that the series actually ended. I'm a little sad to find out that there's an end date to it. So because it graduated last year, so the story is done, which is very oh. sad. But I love this book, so I would ten out of ten follow them into adulthood. I'm sad exactly they ended right at graduation. I mean, I think it'd have a better chance than that. Like they tried to do the uh, Veronica Mars FBI spinoff. If you ever watched the special features on the third season DVD and you're like, yeah, this, this would never have worked. Like it was, I would have watched it religiously. So oh, it, but <laughs> did you really watch that pilot though? Yes, like, I did. And I thought it was great. And I was like, I'm ready for it. Veronica, right. let's go to the FBI. Okay. Let's arrest some bitches. Like I was here for it. I'm hardcore marshmallow. Oh, is that so what they're called? Sad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Marshmallow, that's brilliant. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if Victoria knows that that's what they're called, but she is one of them. Oh, <laughs> yes. The marshmallows. I don't know who coined the term, but it's hysterical. Speaking of marshmallows, so Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, reading in this, this was a whole lot of fun. The characters all seemed authentic to themselves. What I really enjoyed is they um, captured the openness. And so you have like, oh, we're all friends. Isn't this just like faded to be? And one's like, oh, we would have been friends no matter what. As you go back to the first page and the other's like, meh. It kind of works out that way. <laughs> Susan, yeah. Daisy says, would you think we all be friends? And Esther's like, yeah. And Susan goes, no. She doesn't even look up from her computer. She's just like, no. <laughs> it's just like, filthy, filthy works out this way. So... Well, I get the biggest kick, and I like all of them, but Esther is just awesome. <laughs> and when it comes down to the conversation, like, no drama. It's like, your life's surrounded with drama, and she's just kind of like, well, yeah, it happens. Just kind of roll with it. And as she's klutzy, or is this always something going on, or she freaks out, or, you know, everything else is surrounding her. And she is just such a riot that she is aware she is a center focus of certain things, but is oblivious about what it actually is. And that is so charming. And it's I think like what if she was book, aware that she was that interesting to people, she'd probably be insufferable. Right. 
so what it is is you have these people that are unaware of themselves in certain ways, which makes it absolutely charming and lovable. And also I mean, you have, for the college experience where you have no concept of who you are and what you're doing. None. Yeah. None. And you have Daisy that gets, uh, you know, gets on speed from some secondhand <laughs> Eastern European drugs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yes, yes, going. Oh, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's so great. And then really, really big. Really, really big. And the other one's like, oh, no drama me. I'm good. Then the boy shows up and she's like, shit. Here's yeah. all the drama, and Esther goes, it's not just me! <laughs> Broken too! Look the at club. you! And she's like, don't look at this is the worst yeah. thing ever! It's like, what happened? I told him I liked him, and he didn't feel the same way. And you're like, and this guy is just trying to be a decent guy. And yeah. he's like, what is going on? I'm not like and he's and he knows she's like she was embarrassed about it but he never brings it up mm-hmm. and everything else is going on and just with this first volume it's like and he's trying to be a decent guy and he's at the uh mercy of all this and he's like what's happening here i don't get it but he still solves it oh and he with rolls his, with the punches for the entire series like yeah I, he I just read... rolls with it yeah. yeah and so he's going with it and you've got these they're just in a lot of ways, they remind me of the IT crowd. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, we've got the IT crowd, except they're, um, it's, uh, they're not quite there yet. You know, it's like mm-hmm. IT crowd, college days, but as <laughs> you're, you're crowd, watching... college the- years. I'd watch it. <laughs> I would do. Really? But yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, as you're going through here, and... You, and the, the, each character has such a firm voice. And I had a check. like, oh, Allison wrote this. Who is this? I'm like, a dude wrote this? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I go back. It's like, this was a dude? He must have had a lot of sisters. I, you know, I don't just, necessarily think it's that. I think it's just, like, I think he writes characters very well. And, he write, and that could be it. But I was going right here. I was honestly surprised that it was a dude was the author. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's so thoroughly enjoyable. And the art is the perfect... Thing to it as you watch it. I mean, it, it catches the um, bright-eyedness of the beginning mm-hmm. of everything going on, and so there's a hopefulness to it, and there's the weirdness, and yeah, you're we're all trying to get through this together. You're not that weird, but I like the ASMR folding napkins, and you're like <laughs> weirder shit out there. Yep. You're fine, and it's it was just so much fun, and you go like, this is great, and. It's awesome. I mean, it's like a G-rated version of Skin. Did you ever watch that? I did not. It was not. a British show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so All right. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Skin. a fucked up show. <laughs> right? But British thing going on here, and you're like, oh, this is a uh, bit of a pared-down version of Skins. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, in some ways. But um, no, this thing is fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. And even all throughout this month, is um, I'm going, Amy, you've got to read this. Amy, you've got to read this. <laughs> hey, you should read this, too. I was like, oh, yeah. read this. It's great. And it's, you know, the, the Bechdel test is so funny. It's going, all right, we're going to fail it, and now we're going to ignore it, but we'll bring it back. Because sexuality, by far, isn't the only thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a thing. And when you're around that age, it's humming it's a, a little thing. bit higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's really there, so... Yes, it reminded me of my college days, and it made me smile. And I'm like, 
Yeah, that was good times. I also remember being roommates with some of the douchebags. You remember those, Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the, some the more religious, the bigger the douchebag. That's that's the Utah motto right there. It's amazing. Yeah, some oh, of them fun memory of that the the, the Spider Man thing the kid did. Remember that Spider Man was good. That was good. So what he would do uh-huh. is he would lay on the floor and slide <laughs> around the tile as if it was buildings, and he was pretending to be Spider Man swinging from building to building. So like the fridge was a building, and like and he's basically just sliding like sideways. So like if it was like a top-down view sort of uh, it's it's hard to describe it was very amusing but that was the only benefit of that human being really he was and you guys 22. did all this sober that's yeah we were not well brian was sober uh, yeah. for those years yeah. yeah i was less so i was todd's um babysitter in those early days of drinking is basically what ended up that's happening sweet. So my favorite one of my oh oh, yeah (laughs) one of the ones is I had broken a window earlier in the day trying to open it so I'd actually gotten a big gash on my wrist so while I was there and they were bandaging me up I thought I was being responsible like is there any reason why I shouldn't be drinking as they're bandaging me up my um, wrist that they had proceeded to take glass out of and they're like yes it impairs your judgment (laughs) (laughs) go on. Yeah. <laughs> my like, favorite yes. entry in that same apartment actually was uh-huh. when Todd and I were playing video um PS2 hockey and Todd yes. scores a goal on me. <laughs> I decided throws his arm back <laughs> into Amy his now wife's has a glass vase and like with a candle in it. With a candle in it cuts up his arm and for forever when people asked him how he got that scar he'd say hockey injury i was playing hockey <laughs> so if we're going to talk about about gashes and stuff, so my best friend joey were like oh yeah that's how it goes i'm like you don't, it, it technically was a hockey injury <laughs> but i heated that he was super drunk and like tripped and fell and put his hand through a glass pane on a door and again cut his whole wrist up so he's being rushed to the emergency room to get stitched up and I'm pissed because I have to work the next day. And I actually was asleep when this happened. So I'm at the ER with him waiting for this to happen. And he's sitting there and they're just picking glass out of his wrist. And he is just cackling maniacally about how funny it is. I'm like, you bitch, I have to go to work in three hours. <laughs> but yeah, See, same story as far as that goes. <laughs> this this also just, the I think the other piece of this and why I, I'm loving the conversation and I love this book is that it also makes me think back to like the goofy, like random shit yes. that happened. Yeah. When we were in college. So like, Brian, I'm sure you remember this. Brian and I were dating and he got really sick and he I think, drove yourself to the emergency room. Yeah. While we were in the middle of going to see a play. Yeah. Not a very good play. If I remember correctly. <laughs> it was art but school. So about one out of the year was normally good. The rest were pretty much shit. And I stayed because I, I forget who was working on it. And we had all gotten tickets to to see this show at, at NCSA. And um, Christopher and Jason were like, I'll, we'll drive, or not Jason, Christopher and Tyler, because Jason had to go back to uh, crew or something he was working on for a film. And Christopher and Tyler were like, we'll drive you after the play to the hospital to meet Brian. So Brian's in the hospital. Christopher and Tyler drop me off at the hospital. I show up. Brian's, uh, I don't know what drug they gave him, but he was totally hopped up on. 
totally I love you everything. Yes. I love and you. And that seems to be a pattern, I, I guess. I, yeah. He was like, he was looking at things and he was like every inanimate object. He's like, this is great. Isn't this? I don't even know if you remember this. You were so high. I'm not surprised, <laughs> but I don't remember it. And the nurse was like, so we got to talk to you about what he's going to, we gave him. And they had, they gave you like a bottle of Vicodin. And there was like a shit ton of Vicodin in this bottle. Yeah. <laughs> To which, when Brian oh, sobers up, he goes, what's the street value of, of Vicodin? Because, <laughs> you know, I could probably buy a really nice TV if I just sell a couple of these pills. And I was like, why is this my I life? may not anyway, have been fully sober when I said that, but I don't. <laughs> oh, you were. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So he's hopped up on drugs. Then I get a phone call from Christopher. Ten after we, I, I can turn my phone back on after we leave the hospital. And I'm driving Brian back to the apartment and I get a call from Christopher. You got into an accident. We're okay. Christopher basically got T-boned at an intersection, him and Tyler. And he goes, it was so bad that Christopher ended up in the middle of the intersection while everything was blocked off, like huddled in the middle of everything crying. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened with Tyler. That same night, Jason dropped a flat on his foot and ended up having to go to the emergency room and he was in a boot. And I went, what in the hell just happened in like a 12 hour span? I just don't understand. And it was some, it was, that's why it's like the things that we talk about. I'm like, these are the things I remember times where it's just like, what happened? Right. Like how did this all happen within a 12 hour span that everyone just had something happen? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. But I think that's why I love this is because it's it's those stories, it's those things that you don't always think about. That when I was going through this, I was like, oh, drama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird shit that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where- One of my favorite. Just oh, go going ahead, through it real quick, and it's awesome. But Brian will appreciate this too. I had a roommate that was um, has singular obsessions in his life. It's mountain biking and Metallica. <laughs> Are his two uh, obsessions. Okay. And so I walk, Tyson, open up the listening. door to his room. <laughs> we love you, Tyson. I see him there in his mountain bike in his bedroom. He is balancing on it. No kickstand. He is trying to just balance without moving and to break his record, which is something like an hour and a half. Yeah. And his other goal was to get sick of the song One by Metallica. So he had three variations that he had on repeat for like a week straight. Yeah. No, it, it never stopped He went playing. a whole month. And he went not sick of the song yet. Yeah. Every now and then. And I would just catch him just on his bike, <laughs> trying not to fall over, listening to the song One. I would leave, I'd come back, and he's still there. And I don't even think he was enrolled at the time. He was just. (laughs) He wasn't even enrolled. He was just chilling. And there he is, trying not to fall over on his bike, being perfectly balanced, (laughs) and listening to one. And he was straight laced during that time period. As can be hyperactive, like a motherfucker. (laughs) We we couldn't go to Denny's because he's been banned because he would always show up, drink too much sugar, and then like put all the knives in Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, and he would take the knives like Wolverine and running around, and all he was on was sugar. Here's the thing, and so, I, yes. I was the responsible one who took the knives away from him one time. That oh, tells you how fun. bad it was that I was the responsible one. Yes. <laughs> so, my favorite yeah, story about time. the same person, though, I just have to say is so. Yes, um, wonderful guy. 
he lived across the hall from me before he was roommates with Todd. And mm -hmm. we were on the third floor. And he decided on his mountain bike again, because he was almost surgically attached to it, that he was going to hop on the back wheel up the two flights of stairs to the fourth floor and back down. By the time he got back down without touching, he's always still on one wheel. I said, if you go all the way to bottom, the ground floor and back up, I'll buy you a Slurpee. And this dude was such a sugar junkie that this was like <laughs> the ultimate, like a $2 Slurpee would make this kid do fucking anything. So he bunny hops his bike all the way down to the first floor, all the way back up to the third floor. So now he's essentially done all four floors. We, he puts his bike in his room. He's running downstairs, excited for Slurpees. He's a little bit ahead of me. And I just hear thump and around the corner, second to last stair, he trips and falls and breaks his ankle. And he didn't get a Slurpee because we had to take him to the hospital. Bounce yes. bike all the way down and tripped on the second to last stair. Yes. Aww. So reading this book brings back all these memories. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Right? Yes, That's why awesome. I loved it. I think it's wonderful. But it's also like meeting some, like, I also like the story between Susan and McGraw yeah. in mm -hmm. the fact that, like, he's, like, trying to to be just a nice guy. He doesn't see, like, there's nothing yeah. that he's, like, an he's not an asshole in mm -hmm. any way. And he really wants to, he's very, he seems to be a big feminist himself. Yeah. And, and um, very liberal in the way that he thinks and um, definitely is drawn in a way that I would find him attractive if he was a real person. And like... Um, I mean, who wouldn't, really? That mustache was killer. I, <laughs> pretty amazing. King stash, indeed. But I did oh like... I think he even made a comment about how long it took him to grow it and everything, too, <laughs> which made me laugh. Yes. But... Yeah, because she was like, you have to shave it. You can't be you. Like, and he was like, do you no. know how long this took? <laughs> so I did, I did appreciate that. But I do love, and, and when you go into the, the next volumes, their story continues. And yeah. it just it's written in such a real way. And it doesn't feel like, God, I hate Camp Raymond. I'm going to admit this. I watch Hallmark. Christmas movies. Yes, I know. They're my favorite. <laughs> See, Ella, this is why we're going to be besties. Um, <laughs> I love them. They are my mother. I told my mother I'm coming back for, for a couple weeks in December to see her. And she, I wish she goes, are you off the entire time? And I was like, yeah, but I'm working from home. So whatever. And she goes, you know, Hallmark's going to be on the TV. And I was like, yeah, you and I, that's all we're going to do. We're going to watch Hallmark. And my father's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to leave for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Whatever. But every Hallmark movie always ends up the same way. And almost exactly like this. They leave, they come back to whatever. And whether it be a guy or a girl, pick one. And they always end up seeing someone that they knew from their past that it, it didn't end well. And then it turns into this like super hokey that thing. People don't talk to each other. And it's like, you know, it, there's no real conflict in Hallmark movies, which is why they're so amazing. Um, <laughs> but like, you, get, you know exactly what's going to happen. And I feel like with this, the, it was the same thing where it's like, here's this jilted girl with this boy that she really liked when she was younger. And he knows that he hurt her. You could tell that when they first saw each other, he was like, oh, shit. Um, he wasn't an ass. He didn't play it. He didn't try to like play off. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like mm -hmm. 
it it was they just they're written in such a a good real way that it, you feel like you're back 18 years old super awkward like oh shit there's this boy that i really really liked and i put myself out there and he said no and what an asshole he was and <laughs> it's not easy and and it just it brings you back to like the the stupid stupid shit that you do <laughs> and i just but i love their the like the way that they talk and and then as you see their their kind of friendship and relationship progress as the volumes go on it just it i um really really like it it just it it really um it makes me happy so So my my favorite line in the entire thing which you brought it back circle talking about how guys are assholes was right after they find the uh the the fake hot or not thing when it's like why why are boys like this well, see, lad culture is based upon the unscientific premise that women are genetically identical to Kleenex. It's like <laughs> creationism. And I was literally sitting there and I gagged <laughs> on my drink. I was laughing so hard. And I was like, I have to screenshot this because I'm going to talk about this when we record. <laughs> there are a lot of really good one-liners in this yes. one. Mm-hmm. Like when I love how mean she is to the guy, too. She's like, there are schools. In another country or another city or whatever it is. She's like, yeah, she's like, you can leave forever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember being young and that mean to people where it was like, you can go to another planet. And that's like the only thing I can talk to you about. And I'm so mad about it. Now you're like, okay, maybe a little bit more reasonable. But, and then, yeah, again, again with the, yeah, maybe not. I'm so sure I've told people recently that they can move to another country and or planet um, but yeah i think uh, though there were a few times where i laughed out loud in well, this the one, one, i was like perfect the one that i love is when daisy's hopped up on on ecstasy mm-hmm. and <laughs> at the diner talking to i don't remember the other guy's name ed ed and they're talking to ed and he's like i just don't know what all these women are coming after me and you just see daisy he's like you just see McGraw sitting there and Daisy walks by and she's like, it's the devil! It's the devil! And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and or, like, it's or the, so perfect. And the, the sick uh, issue where she's like, I have nothing to wear. I must dress in all goth costume and go to the doctor. I'm like, I've had that logical thought before. Where I'm like, there's nothing to wear. I'm going to put on my Halloween costume from last year. It'll be fine. I won't die. And she ends up yeah, at what she thinks is a seance. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is how my brain works a lot. Yes. <laughs> the other item, uh, sort of on that same thing, is when she's really drugged up and having uh, dinner with her grandmother and blatantly tells her exactly what she did. And, everyone think- and, and her grandmother thinks she's joking. That's like 90% of my communication with people, like, especially at work. Like, I will tell people exactly what I think of them, like what an asshole I think that they are. And they think I'm joking. Like they like, there is one particular person who I, I edited out on one of pre- recent episode that we were editing where someone fictionally made up a name that was the same as this person. I'm like, no, you can't say that at all. Like and I went on like a 20 minute diatribe about this specific name, which I edited all out. So you at home never heard it. But that person, I have deliberately been like, you can go fucking die. And like, oh, you're so funny. I'm like, no, seriously, fuck, go die. Like, and like, hey, do you remember Mr. Fisk in college? Mr. Fisk. Michael might have been his first name. Michael. Last name rhymes with Fisk. Oh, yes. He was a liar. 
Oh god, that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought you were gonna throw him off the grid yeah. or something. No, there were a lot of people. So we were <laughs> so right after So we had a um a very famous uh Latin designer named Beverly Anyway. Um so she was like sort of guest lecturing there and doing a Latin thing and this fucker decides to try to talk back to her. And like people like and people set me up into the grid there and they literally thought how, that was gonna throw him out of the roof of the building. Like they were like <laughs> just expecting to see his body come flying out. And I was like, I d I don't know what that says about their thoughts about me at that time frame that they thought like I genuinely would throw someone out of there. You might just kill this guy. If he were to have fallen. And yeah, we're I letting him, him go there. The yeah. thing is, they didn't stop him from going to you. They thought you were going to do it, but no one stopped <laughs> oh, yeah, you. Like, oh, sure, we're just like a, yeah, you go tell Brian about that. Let's see how that goes. I think that's happened to me a few times. Where people are like, yeah, go ask him. Let's see what happens. It's a really fun social experiment because sometimes you are just like the nicest human and then someone will push one button and you're like, here it comes. Brian's going to <laughs> So it's, it's sometimes really fun to watch people push that specific button with you because they are so specific. Well, and Todd knows all of them. Yeah. It's <laughs> it so I fun to talk like to you piano. and Todd. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just, just speaking of funny college stories to go out on. Right. I, I first started talking to Lena. I had the hardest time. I think it's probably the reason why I call you Lena and not Elena now. Because when I was in school, everybody calls the me Lena. only okay. other Elena that I knew was this girl who wore capes everywhere like capes like you would wear to like a renaissance fair i just called her cape girl i don't know what her last name was i know that it was <laughs> i think you, i remember you telling me about i know it's so like, it's like, like yeah there's this girl named elena i'm like i don't know if i could talk to a girl named elena i don't know if i well, could wait so i don't know if we've ever told this story but this is like a perfect way to end because we've been talking about how like when you're in college and you're young and you're a girl Boys tend to be a lot of the the things that can brain space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my first, my well, only year at NCSA, I saw Brian walk down the hall at our the the building that all of our our classes were in because we were in the same school within NCSA. And I was just like, "Who is that? He's super cute." I have. I no think it's the only time this has ever happened to me in my life, by the way. So. And I, so there was a girl that was the same year as me that we had all the same like uh, crew. Class. We had like construction or something together, mm -hmm. and she was a sound engineer. Yeah, and good one too, actually. Oh, they're all was, assholes. I think her name yeah, was they are. Jill. If I yeah, she actually she worked at a local club. And I would just get the list of all the bands that were coming to the club and just circle which ones I want. And she just put me on the guest list. I saw so she, many great shows. She was the coolest. Oh, she was, she was so amazing. great. Yeah. So I would, I, I'm like, I saw this guy walking down the hall and he was in this room and she was like, she goes, wait, did he look like this? And she starts describing Brian. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, that's Brian. And I was like, you know who he is? And she goes, uh, yeah. And I was like, and, so she's like, do you want me to ask him if he's seen? And I'm like, he doesn't see me. Like, no one ever pays attention, whatever. And mm -hmm. so it, like, totally very like this. It's it kind of uh, sad. Anyway, <laughs> she was, so we, at the end of the year, like, towards the end of the trimester, before everybody goes away for um, Christmas, DMP did, like, a, like, our school did, like, a big 
Christmas party or some kind of party. I forget what the fuck it was. It was semi unofficial too because it was at like a bar. Yeah, it was at a bar, (laughs) but it was everybody. But like all the teachers showed up. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it's art school. Whatever. So. <laughs> if you if you have not had a beer with your professor, you did not go to art school. That's just sort of the oh way God. that works. Very true. <laughs> and so she was like, "Well, I'll set you guys up. He'll be at the he'll be at this party." And I was like, "Oh God!" And I was so nervous. And then we meet and we go out. We like went in our first date. Oh God help me. We went to go see SpongeBob <laughs> SquarePants the movie. And you still dated oh, yeah. me. What the fuck is wrong how did with this you? Happen? How does this even? I don't know how we progressed past date one. I don't um, know either. That's amazing. That's classic oh. Brian right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, Remove it's one. That, like, I had not stalked you, but I had like I had seen you and had like found who you were through other people at you've got you went saw shitty sound designs i did like you went saw hobson's choice which was a fucking atrocious show that show was god awful but you made up with it for gross indecency gross indecency was badass that's that's true gross indecency is my it's still i still tell people it's my most favorite show i've ever seen <laughs> and they're like what? I'm like you'll never know what it is it's fun yeah it's um true. but it's but it's those things that like when I saw them, when they talk about all the boys and when she sees him and she's like, oh God, I can't believe this. Or um, Esther, and I don't know if it's in this episode, I, th- I think it's in volume two, where she meets this like real pretty boy guy and they're all like, what the fuck is going on here? Like he just, um, and he's older, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And like, <laughs> I was 19, I think Brian, you were like, 23 or 24 like there was a, yeah. not a significant age yeah. difference but there was enough that it was like you could go drink at a bar and i couldn't yeah so um but like it was those things that when i start reading this those stupid things i'm like god i can't believe i did this stupid shit how did this happen <laughs> how did we live how did well, we not die we and get survived it <laughs> we did and it's just well it's like the stupid decisions that you make and the stupid stuff that you do when you're in college you're like yeah why not it's fine we'll seemed like good. a good idea at the time <laughs> yeah, right? yeah and then you look back and you're like oh my god how like i probably like, i can't believe first off i can't believe we ever went on a date if i if i heard somebody do what i did back then now i'd be like oh god she's a psychopath like <laughs> <laughs> when you're nine, when you're 18 years old, you're like, oh my god, he's so cute. And now it's like, oh god, no, 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 we're good. We're hey, good. I'm still kind of cute. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, but it's those. But that's why I love the. That's why I just I I read this and then I ended up reading more and more and more because it was just it brings back all those like it's nostalgic and you feel goofy, but it's not goofy in like a. Oh God, I was such a weirdo. It was like, oh my God, everybody literally has done something like this when they were in yeah. college. And they all have these experiences and these stories and these things that they do and that they've gone through and everything. And it's just, it was, I don't know, I loved it. I just, it made me really, really happy. And when Brian was like, we should do Giant Days for January, I was like, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so many big emotions, too. I feel like my emotions are not at all as big as they were in college. I mean, they were bigger in high school and, God forbid, junior high. But, like, even in college, they were still really big emotions. And so reading through this, I was like, my gosh, all of these things that, like, I would not even bat an eye now. 
But mm-hmm. in college, we're super weird. And you were like, oh my gosh, is everyone going to like me? And I was like, oh, I remember being that like unsure of myself. <laughs> and yeah, along with the fun memories, I'm like, oh, I've, I've grown so much. And there's like this fun moment of like being able to pat myself on the back because I'm not the same as I was when I was 21, 18, however old there. <laughs> 42. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to go into grades. I, I, I think I yeah. know the answer to most of this, but we'll go into grades. So uh, with the person who I think hated this the most, we'll go with Lena. What's your grade? Uh, it was terrible. I should never read this. <laughs> and, uh, no, A oh. plus, 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 plus. Please, please go read it, buy it, do whatever you can. It's um, totally worth it. And if you're in your 30s, it's probably even better because then you get to look back on your own college experience a little bit more. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, going to go with A plus as well. It just, it kind of made me wish I had more of those college experiences despite having my own version of them Yeah, in my twenties, which I'm not sure how I survived, but no, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like I said earlier, it's great to see just a, a story about women being together and having fun and not having to worry about being like the, the alpha female or anything else. And yeah, as everyone said, if you had some fun times in college, you'll, you'll go right back to it. So yeah, it's, Go check it out. And the worst thing that can happen is it's free on Comixology, so you wasted 45 minutes of your life. And I, I don't think you will. I think you'll really like it. So, Yep. Uh, Mr. Todd. This is the Fonz. This is the grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey! <laughs> yeah, the, this was so much fun. It's so good to read. And you're like, you know, those times were great. And you break back at them in nostalgia. And it's stuff to be looking for and it's it, what it seems to be filled with, it, it, it's filled with truths we can all identify with mm-hmm. so the greatest thing is all these characters are so fleshed out and so real and you you know the author knows all these people personally and i'm sure they just hate him so much for having it you know forever immortalized they're like you totally wrote this about me he's like yeah i did it's for everybody. It's fantastic. Go read it. Well, I also, I would argue that we all are each of those characters at some point in time in our life to a certain degree. You're uh, such a daisy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she is my spirit animal. Like, Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're such a daisy. Especially. Like, I mean, I'm not a Samantha. But I am definitely a daisy. Yeah, for sure. But you are a daisy. I can be our Esther. <laughs> yes. You can be Esther. Okay. Well, I mean, that does make you Susan, Lena. And I mean, Todd, you would be, you would be um, Graham. McGraw. Graham. Yep. It just took a while. I you did. know, in my 11th grade. <laughs> uh, and Ms. Ellen. Um, I mean, I identify with Esther the most. So I'm sad that I didn't get to be her, but it's fine. I'll get my own cool boots and be my own person. Um, no, definitely A+. I think it's, like you guys said, super fun to reminisce on college days. It's deep without meaning to be. made me think of some like really lofty ideas and really examine why I identify with some of these things these characters are going through even still. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend. Go read it. Yes. I'm excited to read the rest of it. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm obviously, I, I've loved this book for a long time, so um, I'm going to give that an A as well. Uh, cool. Next week, 
We are reading, I believe this is a recommendation from Todd. So Todd, don't lean yes. back so much. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, how to talk yeah. to parties at girl, how to talk to girls at parties by Neil Gaiman. Gaiman? Sure. We'll argue over it every single time. Anyway. That's right. Neil. Neil, Neil. wrote it. Who'd I say? Just Neil. 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 Okay. Just say Neil. There's only Neil. one Neil. <laughs> like yes. Madonna. How to talk to girls at parties. These are a bunch of guys going, hey, I hear there's a cool party. And they go and check it out. And it's a bit more than they bargained for. Okay. And it's driven. Uh, it's uh, drawn by the same people that did um, Day Tripper. Oh, okay. Ooh, nice. Okay. So it's cool. Gabriel Bond, Fabio Moon, mm -hmm. who are doing the artist duties with Neil doing the writing. And it's fantastic Neil stuff going on. Yeah, cool. it's awesome. Excellent. Cool. So that'll be next week. Thank you for joining us, Ms. Ellen. Yeah, sorry you didn't have a, yes. a drinking game. Hopefully you did too. Time. You <laughs> did. Right. right. Right, right, right. Okay, all right. Sorry I didn't introduce myself well. Maybe next time we'll find out what I do and why nah, we and I are going to be We, we don't say that either, so. <laughs> no, we really don't say what we do. Yeah. No. I point and say no. Yeah. I mean, right? I make noise. <laughs> I make <Yes>. noise. <laughs> I, I normally describe my job like that. Controlled? Like, you make yeah. controlled noise. No, no. I have every five-year-old stream. I make noise, and when people say, mm -hmm. I don't like that noise, I make that noise louder. That's what I do. Like, I am right, a on. right on. Right on. Professional five-year-old. <laughs> right on! Okay. Yeah! And we will leave on the right on for those of you who, I think I explained that in a previous episode. Um, yes. If, not, if yeah. not, I'm going to write a book called The Art of the Right On, and it's uh, it'll change your life i promise <laughs> then uh, in the art of right on <laughs> anyway thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you all later bye, bye. you can join another two if you want ellen or i can dub you in later it's <laughs> no 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 goodness. <laughs> no I, I draw the line somewhere uh -uh. Yeah. it's uh I have to leave things to be desired so that you guys invite me again. So uh, now I know <laughs> these things so that I can yeah. have a higher bar later. If I give you everything now, you don't want me back next time. So <laughs> leave them wanting more. It's, okay. a, it's a tactic. Okay, cool. There we go. And then this is where I pretend like I can't find the stop button, but I've actually prepped this time. Where I is know it? Where it is. Where's the stop button? I don't know where the stop By button the is. Because often I miss it all the time. The ends, the ends of some of these episodes where you're like, and I need to find the where the fuck is the stop button? <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Because you sound genuinely pissed off that you have no idea how to stop I lose it all the time because the problem is it's like the screen share button is green. It's like, it's like all these great buttons and then a green button. And then, like, I have to find the. Yeah, it's just that's weird. Anyway, it's so like I'm finding the little man in the boat. So, how would you? Yes. Man anyway. that pushes <laughs> buttons for a job. Like you would yeah. think you could find that one. I'm just gonna like throw that out there. Also, I don't know if any of you noticed this, but I actually hit the down on my. <laughs> On my chair, so I'm significantly shorter. Okay. All I see is this little Goomba head sitting I there. Okay, now I'm pressing stop.